0: Hey guys, welcome to Failure to Post with your hosts, Sarah and
1: Kathy. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not, thanks for joining us.
0: This is episode number two, Marketing Wins and Fails of 2020.
1: All right, so let's start off with a newsflash. This is a segment where we spill our thoughts on some of the far out stories that have happened. There's been a story going around the interwebs called, Is It Time to Kill the Penny? So the penny shortage, uh, due to COVID, basically happened because the mint cut back on coin production. So coins have sat idle in shut down registers and in stores. So this has brought people to think, "Hmm, is it time we eliminate the penny forever?" Dun dun dun. So why this is interesting? Is because in the 1980s, a congressman tried to kill the penny, but it didn't work. And basically, the argument against eliminating the penny is saying that it would actually hurt consumers because things would actually get rounded up. And what's fascinating is the US Mint lost $72 million making the penny last year, and 40% of creation has been making pennies from the mint.
0: The more you know. The more you know. That is great. Wait. Okay, so what side are you on then? Keeping the penny or eliminating it? Because all of that, I like first thought of it. I was like, we should definitely get rid of the penny. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, not saying that we should follow other countries, but like, I find pennies everywhere on the ground. So they're not actually being used to what they're supposed to be being used for.
1: So have you read that thread on Facebook that says, when you find a penny on the ground, it's actually a thought from heaven. So it's your loved one telling you something and like reminding you that, that they're there. And so it doesn't matter if it's on heads, it doesn't matter if it's on tails, it's just that they're thinking of you. So it's a thought from heaven. So it's a penny from heaven. Um, so for me, I love pennies. <laughs> so I couldn't imagine not having a penny. But- if I'm being honest, I am solely a heavy credit card user, so I don't mm-hmm. really carry cash. And there's always that time when it's like seven cents or something, when you do have cash and you're like, darn it, like, yeah, I don't have pennies. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's fascinating how much goes into creation of the penny and how we're not really utilizing it today.
0: Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, I haven't heard of that, but like I've always... Like watched a movie where it was like if the penny's upside down on the ground, then you I would just they would flip it over for good luck for someone else instead of taking the penny. So I mean I've done that, but I never like thought of it of like as someone from heaven thinking about you. Now that makes me change my whole idea of the penny. Yeah. I I read that
1: whole thread on <laughs> Facebook. It was a few years ago and I was like oh my gosh I love this so every time I see that I'm always like oh thank you so much like for your thought I'm thinking of you too like I always say like a little thing in my head yeah because I just it's a reassurance that I'm not alone
0: oh my god that's super cute but like I am like you where I'm very much like a credit card debit card user and like never carry cash unless I'm like someone gives me cash because they owe me money so I don't know I never thought of the penny.
1: No, I think we're like one of the last to have it, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. But I don't know. That's a really interesting story.
1: So another positive story to change your day and your mood around. Change that frown upside down. So have you heard? This couple has been trying to have a baby since 2016. And sadly, they had no luck. After rounds of IVF, multiple surgeries her doctor said she needed to consider surrogacy, which caused her uterus to be unable to withstand a pregnancy. So her 51-year-old mother stepped up to the plate and decided to carry her grandchild. So her mom was done with menopause. Her doctor took her through hormonal therapy so she could carry her grandchild. So going through an agency for surrogacy, cost more than a hundred thousand dollars just to have the baby and the grandma just had the baby so everybody's healthy and they're all good
0: so how cool is that oh my gosh what like that's amazing like i can't get over how much
1: it costs for surrogacy. I had no idea it was that expensive.
0: That and I also heard that like IFV, is that what's called like the the shots? Yeah, IVF. That's ex- yeah, IVF. I, that's super expensive too.
1: Probably not covered by health insurance. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah probably but still that's such good news
1: isn't it so sweet especially it's like you know you're all of a sudden you just feel so down because you're like oh I haven't been able to have a baby you know you go you basically exhaust all your options Mm -hmm. and then imagine like you don't have a sibling to carry and how like fortunate it is that your mom is willing to undo her menopause which is like the final step and then you're like I don't know after menopause right you're just pretty much you're you're done right like you have no more period yeah I don't know if I'd want to undo my menopause
0: (laughs) I didn't know you could undo your menopause
1: neither did I until this story but it's just such a good heartfelt story it's so exciting
0: so wait she just had it like this year
1: yeah she just had it like a few weeks ago
0: oh that recent
1: yeah, that. Recently. Wow. I know. So they've been sharing their story on Instagram over the past few years with the hormonal treatment and the different things that they've had to go through, and finally, once that the grandma decided to step up to the plate, that's when their story really took off and got that national coverage.
0: That's amazing, isn't it? Where are they where, where are they located? In the U.S. or somewhere? Yeah, in the United States. Like I said, I can't. I didn't know you could undo menopause. <laughs> You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I wonder if our, our moms would do that for us.
1: Actually, <laughs> yes, what? Are you kidding me? Our moms would totally do that for us. They want grandkids like yesterday.
0: That's true. They wanted grandkids like three years ago. Let's just get real.
1: That's very true. Very, very true. So, yes, they would absolutely carry it for us. And just to clarify, it's the daughter's egg and the husband's sperm but literally the mom was just the uterus that carries the baby
0: that's so nice it's so, sweet. it's so sweet I just like even thinking about it too like technology these days you can actually do that like think about mm-hmm. like 20 years ago even 10 years I mean maybe 10 years ago but like 20 years ago back back in the 90s I don't think that you could have successfully done it that well
1: Oh, definitely not. Nowadays it's it's so much better uh to just try those different kind of experimental therapies, even and try to get a baby however you can. Now, on to the marketing recap. Hits and misses in no particular order.
0: Can you like imagine how 2020 has been so far? Like previously, like our marketing strategies had completely changed.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. Especially it's funny now to think about 2020 and think about how there were some years where we planned a strategy that was a multi-year strategy and how this year you really can't do
0: that. No, you have to literally pivot every single week. Sounds well, kind of like almost every single week.
1: All right. So let's kick it off with the biggest marketing spend for some brands to be seen, the Super Bowl. So if you remember and recall, Facebook had their first ad for Groups. In it, it featured Chris Rock, Sylvester Stallone, and Facebook went on to explain the different Facebook groups related to rocks, like rock climbing, rocking chairs, Rocky Balboa, et cetera. So this was part of their More Together campaign that was supposed to run all through the year to encourage users to connect using groups.
0: Kathy, have you been using groups
1: now more on Facebook since it is 2020?
0: I actually haven't. I've seen it. I've definitely seen like influencers promote it and like content creators promote it, but I personally haven't used it myself. How about you?
1: So I'm part of the Peloton group and that group is something I'm very active in. Um, It's, it is a very large group of people who are very passionate about um, exercising. But other than that, I haven't really seeked out like other groups to, you know, for new activities or anything like that.
0: Do you feel like this ad was necessary? I think so. I believe they did. it was necessary, especially with how everything happened in 2020 with like communicating and with like COVID and all of that. Like, I think it was definitely necessary. And at first, you would think this since this happened like before. COVID shut down like our the United States and all of that. Like it was just a regular tactic ad, but now like thinking about it, it was probably a really great marketing move for Facebook to open this up.
1: Yeah. I think it's tough to actually find new groups to be a part of, just because it's really not accessible and, you know, their ad, I think it hit on things like rock climbing, rocking chairs, rocking balboa, like putting those three things, like I would never think of joining a group about rocking chairs. Like I don't really even know what that's really about. So it's just kind of interesting. I don't think that they've actually utilized what they were meaning to say in that ad. So meaning I don't think that they've made it accessible for users to find those groups, to find those hidden talents or to find those interests. Because I think if you said, Hey, I'm interested in blank, or if you posted a photo and you tagged yourself in something, or you put I'm at this location. And then all these groups popped up of like, hey, you were here. Could you like, are, do you see yourself in any of these groups? And then you started adding yourself to groups. I think that could be a nice
0: extension off of that ad play, but they really haven't done anything like that. No, yeah, definitely. And like, like you said, I haven't seen the ability to look for these groups either. I feel like you have to be invited or- you would create the group yourself. So another notable thing that happened
1: in these ads during the Super Bowl is that this was the first time that TikTok stars made a large appearance in Super Bowl ads.
0: That's interesting. I mean, we both are worked in the influencer market or are working in influencer marketing field and like, yeah, we should use influencers because they are so cost effective. They're so much cheaper than trying to get those high profile celebrities and all of that to use for like simple ads.
1: Yeah, and they know what people like, which I think is the best benefit of using influencers for a brand is that they already know what their audience likes. So if you partner with them, they're going to create stuff that their audience likes, which I think is really smart of the World Health Organization. So they use TikTok stars to do the safe hands challenge and it showed how to wash your hands for 20 seconds.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. So like they did like videos and stuff like that of... Um, like different musics and dance moves to like wash your hands with, right?
1: Exactly.
0: So it's funny
1: that this was a challenge, you know, 20 seconds, wash your hands, you know, everything can be safer if you wash your hands. So at first, I heard a lot of pushback at the beginning and about why do we need this? And doesn't everyone know how to wash their hands? Well, as a person who works in corporate America, let me tell you that you quickly find out about people's bathroom habits and you just realize they're not as great as commercials and movies portray them to be in those bathroom scenes. And then you find out most people are really disgusting. And so, yes, we need a 20 second ad campaign to figure out how to wash your hands because most people don't know how to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like, I just even thinking of like public places and public restrooms, how many times you've like seen people walk out or like just run their hands under the water for like 5 seconds, not even put soap and then like walk away. It's disgusting. So, speaking
1: of disgusting things, let's chat about Burger King's moldy Whopper. Kathy, can you give us a refresher on what that was about?
0: So, Burger King wanted to show how their burgers don't have any preservatives, so they did a single shot of just the burger and recorded it for 30 days straight to show how it molded and how it, like, decomposed on its own and how it took longer than something that that had preservatives in it to mold and get disgusting.
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting that a restaurant that wants to sell you food would show customers how not using artificial ingredients makes the food rot,
0: which is gross. (laughs) It is gross, and, like... It's just, it's kind of a different way of marketing too. Like you said, most restaurants are like, oh, we are pristine. We have like the best food and they always want to show it cleanest way, even though in reality, you won't get it that clean of a burger for Burger King to be like, you know what? We're going to show you our burger decomposing on its own, showing the disgusting ways. But then it, it just was really cool. of Their background story of how they don't have preservatives in their food.
1: Yeah. It's definitely creative, pushes boundaries. And at the end of the day, it's
0: memorable. After seeing that, would you eat one of their Impossible Burgers?
1: Yes. Have you tried it? I have tried it. It's very good. I love that when I first became a vegetarian, it was actually so difficult to find food even Mm -hmm. in grocery stores. And nowadays, the accessibility is just becoming so easy that it's nice that I don't have to limit myself because everybody feels awkward if they go out with me and they're like, oh, sorry, there's nothing for you to eat here. And I never want to be that person that's like, oh, sorry, we can't eat here because there's nothing for me to eat. We need to go somewhere else. So it's just nice to have that something that I can eat. How about yeah. you? Does it change your mind? Does it make you want to eat Burger King more?
0: It does. I mean, I decided to do the switch of not eating red meat. And it's been like a year now of not eating red meat. So I, like, I still eat chicken and stuff for that. But like you said, it's hard to find restaurants that don't like have those other options of being vegetarian or just even having chicken on the menu because like I like In-N-Out used to be like one of my favorite places and they don't have any options other than like burgers I mean you can get their grilled cheese sandwich but that's about it I've actually tried their um, impossible breakfast sandwich or croissant witch or something like that and that's actually really good like you couldn't tell it was fake meat. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know that they had that. Yeah, I think they like just recently came out with it, but it's super cool. It was really good.
1: So how about Burger King's arch rival McDonald's? So this year, McDonald's partnered with various celebrities and created meals like the Travis Scott meal. This was genius. It repurposed already used items on their menu and classified them as something special and unique. And something that everybody
0: wanted. It was also genius too, because you can only get the meal through the McDonald's app. So that's even a great marketing way to like have people download the app to just get the meal and like expand that way through your web down or your app downloads too. It's also Yeah, that's
1: awesome in 2020, especially when everything is drive through or app and it makes it so much easier to get your food and more accessible to more people.
0: Did you ever order it, any of Travis Scott's meals? I did not. How about you? I didn't order it for myself. But like me and my roommate did go to McDonald's and she got the Jay Balvin meal. And she said it was really good. I mean, it's just a Big Mac and a McFlurry and fries, but still
1: pretty cool. Did it have any of the signage on it or like anything that would make it look like that once you ordered it
0: so yeah like once you like open the app it'll be like it was literally the first banner you would see but
1: then when you got it did she get any like mcdonald's x j balvin or no
0: Mm -mm. it was basically just
1: Mm -hmm. that's a missed opportunity interesting yeah because i would have assumed because on social media they made it seem like they had all this signage and all these different images. I would just assume that if somebody was ordering that specific meal, it would come wrapped in it or the bag would have something or, you know, just something just a little extra tie-in to, you know, re- resonate with people, "Oh, hey, you just ordered that special meal." So, a place where McDonald's missed the mark was in Brazil this year. They tested ads for COVID with the imagery that separated their iconic logos into two parts. This did not go over well with the audience in Brazil as it didn't mention how the brand was changing due to COVID, what safety was put in place or how their food would be impacted. Instead, they made light of the situation where they needed to be upfront with the messaging during a pandemic. So the beauty of having multiple agencies and having your business all around the world is they tested it in Brazil. And by the time it got here, to the United States, all of the ads are focused on the pandemic and the drive through and the app, just like you said, like order the J Balvin meal through the app. So it's interesting how things can shift when you test things in different areas or different locations.
0: No, yeah, definitely. And I think that's really cool that they were able to try that out. Because could you imagine having that run in the United States where I feel like everything's just very hyper focused if you fail on it's on social media and all of that like I think it would have blown up even way worse in the United States than in Brazil. Absolutely
1: because this did trend on like marketing Twitter if you will but yeah if this was in the United States this would definitely go down as one of the biggest fails of the year just because it is just so insensitive especially when something is so unknown to make such a statement like that is just a little uncalled for especially when we didn't have all all the information at that time.
0: Definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think they had enough time to change all of their marketing, which is great.
1: So another company that made it very clear to consumers in ads this year that they have drive-throughs and are being COVID-safe is Starbucks.
0: I definitely love Starbucks and how they promoted how stay safe and like just order through the app, come to the drive-through, so you don't actually have to leave your car. I just love their app. I mean. I love Starbucks anyways, but I think the way they promote it, it was very much in a tasteful manner too.
1: Absolutely. And Starbucks, even like beyond their app, they made sure that their brand was top of mind to consumers when people really were staying at home for the first two weeks by using social media to do those AR filters where people could, you know, figure out what drink matches your face or, you know, what drink should you get? you know, and then you have like a crown of drinks. That was just such a great brand extension of like what they did when people weren't necessarily driving out to get them because they were just staying home.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like it just gives them more of like the authentic followers and the authentic people who actually love their product. And it's a great way for them to reach them especially when everyone's on social media because they're stuck at home and they're like needing things to look at and to do instead of just like staring at the TV screen the whole time. It's now their phones and apps and computers.
1: Another brand that was doing some social listening to all of us was the Getty Museum. And if you remember during the lockdown for the first two weeks, people were recreating those famous pieces of art and the Getty Museum decided to take over that those images and make it into a challenge. And it was very popular with people because they were just bored in the house And so people were just there recreating these famous works of art. And it was smart of Getty Museum to listen to that, to take it over and to rebrand that way.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think too, like you said, we're all stuck in the house. There's like nothing to do. And so we have all these like cans of food or like toilet paper, paper towels. And like, we just need that creative inspiration. And like, I think Getty did an amazing job in marketing that.
1: Absolutely. And especially tapping into influencers and another brand that did a good job about this this year was Airbnb.
0: Oh, that's right, <laughs> Airbnb um, tapped in a lot of their hosts and people who like host their homes and like influencers to promote like small little festival at home festivals or at home music or yoga or any of like that. I think that was really cool how they were like, "Hey, we're urging you to stay home and stay safe, but we also want to bring you entertainment and being able to connect you ordinary people in their homes and their professions too so
1: did you experience any of those experiences from airbnb
0: um i did i like tapped into one of their like music entertainment things they have done and it was like someone in tennessee and like in nashville and they're also like an up-and-coming like country artist and so they did something like that um which is really cool other than that like i've experienced how airbnb has upped their health Um, regulations for their homes and like how there are people who are hosting their homes and they have these like badges of saying that oh we are COVID uh, approved like for their sanitations like they'll make sure everything's been sanitized and all of that so it's pretty nice. Wow that's amazing. Yeah so it was it gave me and my boyfriend a peace of mind of like okay we're going into someone's home during COVID who obviously has taken care of their home and made sure that they practiced all of the health regulations, making sure everything was sanitized before someone went into their home and stuff like that.
1: Winning. So let's talk about the weirdest ad of the year in my eyes, which is Baby Nut. If you remember during the Super Bowl, Mr. Peanut had a funeral and out from the ground sprouted a Baby Nut. It was very impressive that the brand was allowed to use hashtag Baby Nut on social media and I do give them major props for using this and that leadership allowed them to use this and being bold enough to try it, I, my hat is off to them. What is so strange to me is how quickly the nut has grown up. <laughs> it's now a teenager and I think it's weird. So I had to Google and say like, how long does it take for a nut to develop? (laughs) And a peanut, fun fact, takes four to five months from planting to harvesting.
0: I don't know, I still think it's super weird. So basically, okay, so hashtag baby nut was the obviously marketing hashtag they use, which is pretty risky. And I don't know, I have like mixed feelings on it. It's great you took the risk, but Does it really help you explain what you're doing with Mr. Peanut and the nut? But that's a really cool, fun fact. It only takes four to five months. So I guess, yeah, he is a teenager now. He, she is a teenager now.
1: So I feel really bad for their marketing team, as I'm sure they had a full plan for 2020 and the evolution of Baby Nut. But unfortunately, the audience, we were distracted our minds have been on other things and we have not been focusing on baby net. So unfortunately they probably had to just speed it up and now
0: he's a teenager and he they lost us as an audience. I completely agree with you. Like, I totally forgot there was a baby nut going on. So, like, I agree. They probably were like, oh, crap, how do we become relevant again with everything going on, trying to bring some t- sort of, like, happiness or entertainment and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I forgot about baby nuts. So now you telling me that he's a teenager. I'm like, where has this four to five months or more months have gone? Seriously. I know. It's crazy to think that that all happened this year because
1: part of me feels like it was a lifetime ago. And then when I realized, oh, it's just the Super Bowl, but so much has happened in 2020 that, yeah, that ad just unfortunately got lost
0: in the mix. Poor Baby Nut. Like, I don't even think we can call them Baby Nut anymore, can we? Teenage Nut. But I looked and that's not, that's not their hashtag. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like thinking of like, thinking of like how they would evolve Baby Nut's name. I think it was pretty funny. Like, I don't know how you would do that and make it tasteful and safe, I guess. So do you
1: have any other hits or misses for 2020?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think we're going back to like how the World Health Organization partnered with TikTok um, to do the 20... 20-second challenge. TikTok, too, has done their own challenges that helps with breaking up how much time you spend on the app. So they do this like, yeah, 20-second like mental health breaks. So like if you've been scrolling for like even like 30 minutes, I've gotten this recently, like just scrolling through and watching videos on TikTok for like 30 minutes. Those put in like an influencer content creator and being like, hey, take a second, step out, get off the app, go to bed, or like get off the app and just be present. So I think that's really cool. Like, I'm very much into mental health and stuff like that. And like seeing app do that with influencers is pretty cool. Have you
1: noticed that it changes based on the time of day?
0: Definitely, like especially late at night, because obviously, like, I'm up pretty late just watching videos and you like don't even realize how late it is until you look at the time. But yeah, I definitely have seen how they have scheduled it to be like if it's nighttime, there's the nighttime mental health breaks or like during the day. It's a different one.
1: Wow, that's really cool. It's time for Far or Fancy. This is where if something is on brand, we call it fancy. And if it is not on brand, we say far. (laughs) So first up, Wendy's brand voice on Twitter. Far or fancy?
0: I definitely say fancy. I like how sassy they are and like how they made Wendy's, the girl, like an actual person.
1: I think a lot of brands nowadays, they try to emulate and copy that tone of voice and it doesn't really work for other brands. But them being the sassy little redhead has really worked in their favor. And it's, you know, they pull no punches and they roast everybody, even other brands. And I do find them very entertaining on Twitter.
0: Oh, right, especially like, there's like a few good brands who can do it. So like, I think like like you said, Wendy's is definitely fancy. Um, I feel like Taco Bell has done a really good job of it. And like Target too. I think Target does a really good job of being sassy and jumping into those conversations when it works for them. Mm,
1: I need to check out Target because honestly, I only see them on TV ads. I don't mm-hmm. really see them on social media as much. But I do like how they've integrated their user-generated content onto their website. So Mm -hmm. when you're shopping for items and you can like see the actual outfits, it makes me realize like, oh, that's going to look good. Yeah. "Mm, (laughs) Probably not for me.
0: (laughs) Exactly. No, I like that. I think because like I was looking at a pair of like pajamas and like, I was like, oh, that looks cute on the model. But then when they actually had it on like, not saying it looked bad on her, but I'm like picturing myself in her position, I'm like, that looks very frumpy. Good. Yes,
1: because we don't know the real sizes of these people in these pictures. So mm-hmm. so really you're looking at it and you're like oh yeah girl me and you are like twins but then you get it and you're like no i'm like the stuffed sausage version of you like (laughs) like what happened like yikes you know okay chipotle on instagram far or fancy
0: fancy i love chipotle on instagram i think they have been so relevant with their content and like they're always staying up to date with like the meme culture or like all of that like i i love chipotle's instagram account
1: now remember they deleted everything off of their instagram account i'm not sure all social media i just know for sure it was definitely instagram And then they brought it all back, just like you were saying with the memes. And it's just really refreshing when a brand changes their tone of voice to get rid of everything from the past and just start new, go in the new direction, lean in hard. And I think that they've been really relevant on taking memes that are going viral and then relating them back into their own brand. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, It's really funny. Yeah, definitely. I like saw this meme where it's like, start here with this person, then look to this person And at the end of the meme, it was like, you should buy that extra guac. And I was like, maybe follow this whole circle. And I was like, okay, that's very clever. Always get the extra guac. Except for me, because I'm allergic. But that's why I get yours. So it's extra for me. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Can
1: we have that on the side? (laughs) Can we we side that? She is allergic, but like, it's for me. Yeah. (laughs) So Spotify end of the year status for personal stats, far or fancy?
0: I say fancy. I'd like to know what I've been listening to a lot or like how many times I've listened to the same artist over and over and over again. Like, I think it's fancy. What about you?
1: I think it's far because I know I have anxiety. So I listen to the same five songs because (laughs) I already know what's about happen in them songs. So I'm good with that, but it's like, I don't need to know how to, listen to it 10 hours because I already know I did. But when other people post it, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, like it's all good. Now, Spotify end of the year stats for the world, far or fancy?
0: I'm gonna say far. Cause like, I think this is more for like, artists and their marketing of knowing if they're one of the top artists playing who's been played around the world but for me I really just don't care so we disagree
1: on this one because I think it's fancy because I love when they're like (laughs) only four people listen to this song or like when when they say this one person listened to Mariah Carey every single day for 10 hours a day and I'm like that was me you know what I mean like it's just something really cool about such broad trends like that and -hmm. then I'm always like oh is that me oh is that me like (laughs) which it's not because I only have five songs to listen to but you know what I'm saying like it's just
0: Oh, I think it's so fancy. Wait, so like, where do they show the marketing? Like the world trends? Is it on, the, on like- it
1: on like billboards and like- Got it. Times Square images, I've seen a lot of those where they're like, oh, hey, like five people that did this one thing. But have you noticed that they added stories to Spotify? No, wait. What? So, when you go on the holiday section, mm-hmm. you they are testing stories out. So, artists that have like um holiday music, you click on it and it's like Megan Trainer and different people are talking to you about their song and about their Christmas song and about their holiday. And so they're they're basically tr- testing it out through the holiday feature, but it's looking like stories could expand to the full platform.
0: Wow. That's interesting because have you seen that Twitter now has that feature of like having- think a stories feature too.
1: Please, 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 please. The only platform that i'm dying for stories to come on and this is my psa is yelp like i want to see the food i need to know what am i eating and consuming Mm -hmm. and like i just want to see the whole thing like i would sit on yelp stories i think for hours but these other platforms have gotten a little crazy with it in my opinion
0: i definitely agree with you i never thought twitter would get a story feature. Why couldn't they give us like an edit button beforehand?
1: I don't know. And then they're trying to push the quote tweet over the retweet. And I'm just like, okay, where's this platform going? Because, yeah. but then again, I saw this thing actually on Twitter. It was really funny. It said Instagram cares about your mental health more than Twitter because it hides like who likes these images or what followers of what followers like. Mm-hmm. Whereas Twitter, if you like something, three friends that you're not even <laughs> related to or no. know will see what you've liked and you know
0: it's just like this like oh which platform can
1: we to more it's just funny
0: yeah but does it show like still on yours because I feel like they said that was going to be launching and like yeah. everyone's going to have yeah, it I,
1: yeah I have no clue I know it has happened in some countries but it mm-hmm. hasn't happened here yet
0: because I mean That was like the big issue whenever we were like trying to validate influencers. It's like, how many likes do they get? And I'm like, well, if likes are going away, how do we tell them it's more about like awareness and being able to reach the people you need to reach. But we'll see what happens. That's a wrap on episode two. We hope you liked it. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like us on Facebook. Bye. Bye.